Do you feel less enthusiastic about your job or feel mentally exhausted, physically drained, or on a wild emotional roller coaster? In 2008, my career as a journalist was going great, but I was under a lot of pressure and I burnt out. What I really wish I knew back then is, how do you know you're heading toward a burnout? What are the signs, the red flags to watch for? My hope in sharing my story and what I've learned from this experience is that you'll have a better understanding of what can lead to burnout and that you don't push yourself over the limit like I did. Welcome to the show. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. There are a lot of things I wish I knew when, on a beautiful summer day in 2008, my body completely shut down. It's probably the only time in my life I wished I knew I had ADHD. Then again, I'm a strong believer that things happen exactly the way they should because, well, everything happens for a reason. Needless to say, ADHD can be a drain on us at the physical, emotional, and mental levels, which can take a toll on our overall well-being if we do nothing to take care of ourselves. If you feel exhausted and wonder how you will make it through your day's work, that you go to bed at night and wake up but are not rested at all, it's something you might want to look into. The feeling of facing more challenges than your colleagues because of ADHD is not something you're imagining. With challenges like planning, prioritizing, time management, time blindness, organization and boredom, ADHD affects our productivity and when you know it does, you're often under the impression that you're less efficient than your colleagues. On top of that, maybe you take work at home or work on the weekend just so you are not too far behind. You know you're not delivering to your potential and you may end up thinking you are not meeting expectations and fear being fired. The University of Massachusetts did a study from 2000 to 2003 on adult ADHD and compared the experiences of adults with ADHD with the experiences of adults without the condition. Issues in the workplace were a big part of the study and the numbers between those with ADHD and those without are astonishing. 
behavioral problems at work touches 44.6% of ADHD adults compared to 2.4% on people that don't have the condition. Being fired from a job is relevant in 17.4% of the cases compared to 2.7% with adults without ADHD. Quit due to boredom is also something that is very high in adults with ADHD, 32.6% compared to 15.5% in non-ADHD adults. 11.1% of adults with ADHD have been disciplined by their bosses compared to 0.6% for people who don't have a unique brain like ours. Have you ever experienced any of these situations at one point or another in your professional life? If you found out you had ADHD in adulthood and learned to compensate for your challenges, let me ask you this. How much energy is it taking up in order for you to make up for it? It's more draining than you realize because even if it makes things better, Compensating doesn't allow you to understand your challenges and how your brain works so you can create long-lasting results. A lot of the challenges are invisible because they occur in our brain wiring and it's difficult to address something when you don't understand and can't see it. When you know what triggers your ADHD brain, it's easier to identify what you need in order to reduce their impact instead of trying to make things okay by compensating. ADHD coaching helps you understand how your brain operates and to develop new habits that will enable you to experience significant changes. Boredom, for example, is one of the 11 barriers to attention and it deactivates and shuts your brain down. When you know how and why boredom shows up, you have more time to act and prevent it from decreasing your ability to pay attention instead of reacting once the damage is already done. Now, what are the symptoms that generally point to burnout? Exhaustion, poor performance, and alienation from activities. As to the ADHD characteristics that can lead to burnout, saying yes impulsively, poor organization, difficulty concentrating, overcompensation, inability to prioritize. I truly believe in the power of impulsivity. It's a valuable strength when you know how to utilize it in ways that benefit you. However, it's not how we experience it. And when we say yes without thinking things through, we end up taking on much more than we can handle. That is particularly true if it's something fun. We also tend to overestimate the number of things we can accomplish in one day, forget that our plate is already full, and by the time we realize it, well, it's too late. If on top of that, you don't want to disappoint others, that you have a hard time saying no, and that you underestimate the implications of what you are saying yes to, it will eventually catch up to you. 
and beware of those who ask you for favors or to take on more at work because they know you won't or can't say no. By saying that you need more time before giving your answer, you're able to take a step back to think things through. In addition to saying yes on impulse, lack of organization is something that has an impact on your productivity because it requires much more effort to stay focused on a task and complete it. This organization is a real challenge with ADHD and it can show in these three areas. Time, having difficulty planning and estimating the time needed to complete a task or project. Tasks not knowing where or how to start because of poor prioritization and follow through. Things, trying to work in a cluttered environment and being unable to find documents needed for a meeting, for example. Lack of organization makes it also very hard to file papers and documents that alone can cause hours of wasted time, lead to overwhelm and exhaustion, which over time can lead to burnout. Decluttering your workspace, making sure everything has a home, and asking someone to show you how to create an organizational system that works for you will help decrease your mental overload. That, in turn, will help with concentration, another ADHD trait to watch for. We know we can show outstanding concentration when working on projects we're passionate about. On the other hand, staying focused is something that can be really challenging because we feel as if our brain is all over the place. We're incapable of structuring our thoughts and ideas, or we're bombarded by too many of them all at once. The reason we have trouble concentrating is because the blood flow in the ADHD brain, precisely in the prefrontal cortex, decreases when we try to concentrate, compared to non-ADHD brains where there's more blood flowing during concentration. Practicing meditation every day reinforces the prefrontal cortex and improves focus. Here are a few numbers about ADHD in the workplace and burnout from different studies that have been conducted on the topic. One study revealed that 24 to 56% of employees on long-term disability insurance for burnout have ADHD. Other studies have shown that the annual salary for adults with ADHD is on average 5 to 10 grand less than their colleagues without ADHD. On average, adults with ADHD lose 22 days of productivity per year or four weeks. An adult with ADHD is three to six times at risk to suffer from one or multiple burnouts. Even though these statistics portray a sad reality, they also help to better understand what adults with ADHD are up against and how it impacts their professional life, families, employers, and colleagues. They also contribute to breaking the stigma about ADHD and how we are perceived in the workplace. When burnout knocked me down in 2008, I never thought that 
talking about it 15 years later would stir up so many emotions and unresolved issues. I was 35 at the time. The situation had been going on for months. My body had sent me a ton of messages, but instead of listening, I found tons of excuses, ignoring that by doing so, it was only making a bad situation worse. So I would just say, oh, it's only temporary. I have responsibilities, must be PMS. I can't afford to be sick. Even though I had seven to eight hours of sleep, I woke up as tired as I did the night before. I had come to a point where I had tolerated the satisfaction, frustration, stress, and pressure for so long that it had led to feeling animosity toward a job that I believe was the best in the world. Being a journalist was exciting. Every day was different, but a lot of changes had also happened in the media company I had been working for for the past seven years. A two-year strike that brought changes to how the news was covered and it meant that I ended up becoming a videographer on top of my journalist job and I was also editing my own reports. First year, it was fun because I was learning new things and it was very exciting. After a year of doing three jobs for the same salary as my colleagues, who worked with a cameraman and a video editor, I began feeling more frustrated and didn't think it was fair. It was the beginning of the end. I remember feeling so unappreciated and undervalued. One morning, the alarm went off and I remember sitting on my bed, unable to get up. I started crying and when my husband asked what was wrong, I said, I don't want to go to work. I just can't do it anymore. I had been feeling that way for a long, long time, but I gave myself a swift kick in the butt, went to work, and when I was asked to cover a story at the courthouse, something I didn't expect happened. My entire body said a huge no, and it completely shut down, even if I said I'd do it. My survival system had kicked in. I grabbed my stuff and walked to the medical clinic across the street to see a doctor. The secretary looked at me and said that I would have to come the next day and I had no clue what was going on with me, but I knew something was really wrong because I burst into tears. She looked kindly at me and said, mm, this looks like a burnout. Go straight to the hospital's emergency and tell them that. You won't have to wait long. It was as if she spoke a foreign language, but I did as I was told. Sitting in the emergency room, I was holding back my tears because I was so afraid of what people would say if they saw the journalist cry her eyes out. So to make a long story short, I left with a three-week leave of absence that ended up lasting 11 months. I really had pushed my body way over the limit and I was mentally, physically, and emotionally drained. Because for months, I slept 10 to 12 hours a night and would wake up exhausted the next morning. I could barely do anything because everything felt like hiking up a steep mountain. 
Who was I at the time? A perfectionist who didn't allow for any mistakes? Someone extremely demanding and rigid? Confused and completely lost? A 35-year-old in the body of a 90-year-old? I felt like a failure. If you recognize yourself in my story, even in a fraction of it, make an appointment with your doctor. I wish I had done that because my journey back to health would have probably been a lot shorter. Here's a few questions you can ask yourself to kind of, you know, figure things out. Is this job or company aligned with my values? You can listen to episode number six, how knowing your core values can help with ADHD to help you answer that question. What support system do I need to help me understand what's going on in my professional life? Is my career fulfilling, satisfying, or am I bored and disinterested? Taking the time to check in with yourself and your values will help you make any necessary adjustments. And don't hesitate to seek professional health. Don't feel ashamed about it. Coaching can also be very helpful and combined with therapy, you can have amazing results. I had the first one, but now that I know the power of coaching, I wish I had both. If you've listened to a few episodes of the Phenomenally ADHD podcast, you know that I like to look at things full circle. So what really happens physically, but also energetically when you burn out? Research shows that low levels of cortisol predominate in burnout, which may represent a protective mechanism designed to help preserve energy when the body encounters threats beyond our ability to cope. When experiencing burnout, research also indicates that some of the most common physical burnout symptoms include gastrointestinal problems, high blood pressure, poor immune function, so getting sick more often, reoccurring headaches, sleep issues. Burnout is caused by chronic stress and it may be felt physically in terms of having more aches and pains, low energy levels, and changes in appetite. Burnout also impacts you mentally and emotionally and some of the symptoms are concentration issue, depressed mood, feeling worthless, loss of interest or pleasure. In holistic kinesiology, burnout is something that affects the functioning of your third energy center, solar plexus. Located between the sacral and heart energy centers, it is associated with the digestive system and the pancreas. It symbolizes your personal power, force, energy, self-affirmation, and your ability to start something to take your place. You feel like your true self. Know that you are enough. Know that you are not your thoughts and feelings. You sense more and think less when you, the energy just flows through beautifully. When that energy is blocked, you feel bad about yourself, lack self-confidence. You aren't able to feel like yourself. 
you tend to give up on your projects and you may also feel like you can't be who you know you can be and you can't quite identify your purpose in life. That's exactly how I felt when I burnt out. My job wasn't making me happy. The company wasn't aligned with my values anymore. And I felt no sense of belonging. A month back into work, I ended up quitting after receiving a disciplinary letter saying I was tarnishing the company's image because I was doing network marketing in my spare time. After burning out, I made a promise to myself that I would listen to the signs and that I would never again jeopardize my health for nobody, even though it took two years after that to feel like my energetic self again and completely recover, I truly believe burning out was a gift that led me to my new path and purpose in life, which is what I'm doing right now. Being a coach is so fulfilling. I get to make a difference and have an impact in the lives of my clients. And that is such a big and huge honor to be able to do that. And that's something I wasn't able to do as a journalist, at least not in my definition of contributing to making this world a more loving and happy place. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.